You can meet and hear Mark and Molly Hemingway, Robert George, Albert Moeller, Brian Wolfmiller, Hans Feeney, and Will Wheaton at the 2020 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference, Friday, June 12th, and Saturday, June 13th in Chicago. For more information, visit issuesetc.org or call 618-223-8385. The 2020 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference, June 12th and 13th at Concordia University, Chicago. O oh Lord, open my lips.
reading from Isaiah chapter 22. Thus says the Lord God of hosts, Come, go to this steward, to Shebna, who is over the household, and say to him, What have you to do here? And whom have you here, that you have cut out here a tomb for yourself, you who cut out a tomb on the height and carve a dwelling for yourself in the rock? Behold, the Lord will hurl you away violently, O you strong man. He will seize firm hold on you, and whirl you around and around, and throw you like a ball into a wide land. There you shall die, and there shall be your glorious chariots, you shame of your master's house. I will thrust you from your office, and you will be pulled down from your station. In that day I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with your robe, and I will bind your sash on him, and will commit your authority to his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. And I will fasten him like a peg in a secure place, and he will become a throne of honor to his father's house. And they will hang on him the whole honor of his father's house, the offspring and issue, every small vessel, from the cups to all the flagons. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, the peg that was fastened in a secure place will give way, and it will be cut down and fall, and the load that was, open, was on it will be cut off, for the Lord has spoken. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord our rock and our redeemer. Amen. God's word for us today is taken from Isaiah 22, where we read, Shebna Eliakim. That's God's word for us this morning. In the recent theological movie, Patton, okay, not that recent, depending which professor you talk to, Patton reminisces at the end. He says, for over a thousand years, Roman conquerors, returning from the wars, enjoyed the honor of a triumph, a tumultuous parade. In the procession came trumpeters, musicians, and strange animals from conquered territories, together with carts laden with treasure and captured armaments. The conquerors rode in a triumphal chariot the dazed prisoners walking in chains before him. Sometimes his children, robed in white, stood with him in the chariot or rode the trace horses. A slave stood behind the conqueror, holding a golden crown and whispering in his ear a warning, all glory is, fe is fleeting. All glory is fleeting. Shebna? Eliakim. For the record, when I saw that Isaiah was the OT option, I couldn't help but be excited. As most of you know, I've spent the better part of my academic career doing nothing about nothing but Isaiah. Isaiah is the name of my firstborn child, for crying out loud. 
Isaiah is the answer. I don't care what the question is in class. I was feeling really good about this text. Note to self, check verses before feeling good. Eliakim and Shebna, for crying out loud, all of my confidence quickly faded away. For those of you keeping score at home, I've never looked at this text before. <laughs> before Wednesday, let's clarify that. And suddenly all of the confidence I had with that very name Isaiah, that wonderful prophet quickly faded away. Shebna Eliakim. What the, what's going on here? Shebna Eliakim. This is an odd reading that we encounter this morning. Shebna. I had to think really hard. Do I know anybody of that name? He does show up in Isaiah 36, but the imagery is striking. This is the only time in the entire book of Isaiah in which a single individual is singled out by the prophet. This must be something noteworthy. Shebna the steward, and now I'm thinking, and now I'm thinking Lord of the Rings. Shebna the steward, and then we hear the indictment. It's one thing to hear a weird name and wonder who on earth this guy is, but the attack is pretty brutal. Isaiah writes, what have you to do here, and whom who you have here, that you've cut out a tomb for yourself? Okay, I generally don't get upset with people for digging their own graves. Occasionally some questions in class do that, though. But the imagery and the indictment is devastating. Shebna's problem is that great problem most of us have. Putting his priorities in the wrong place, thinking it's all about him, Pride is a dangerous thing. Shemna exists only for himself, and that's the problem of a steward hewing a tomb. He thinks that it's all about him. Yet as we hear in that recent theological movie, Patton, all glory is fleeting. Oh, don't worry, I thought. For sure, my Isianic glory may be fading as I encountered a text I had never looked at before. Surely there's hope. And we meet Eliakim. That name rolls off the tongue at least a little bit better than Shebna. I think our lector would agree, or maybe not. And he sounds so great as well. He gets the keys to the household. He's the plate replacement for the bad steward, after all. Yet all glory fades. The final verse is utterly condemning. This whole pericope takes us from Shebna, bad steward, Eliakim, excellent replacement. But as Patton tells us, all glory is fleeting. And the final verse of Isaiah 22 reads again, In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, the peg that was fastened in a secure place will give way, and it will cut down and fall, and the load that was on it will be cut off, for the Lord has spoken. All glory fades. Eliakim's glory, as great as it was, is taken down at the very end of Isaiah 22. Ultimately, all glory does fade. 
whether you're a covenant Isaiah scholar encountering Isaiah 22 for the very first time, or every other thing that we think will make a name or a reputation for ourselves. All glory fades. Isaiah 40 takes a look at human glory and writes the following. The prophet says, The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. All glory is fleeting, but the word of our God will stand forever. Shebna and Eliakim, you and me, ultimately it doesn't really matter much about us. Shebna and Eliakim, I had to think really hard who these guys were for the first time. And I might remember them for the next few days, or maybe not. Their glory fades. Shebna condemned, Eliakim's peg pulled out of his spot. All glory fades, but it points us to the only glory that lasts. The Apostle Peter writes, Since you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. God's word ultimately is all that matters for you, for me, for a Shebna, for an Eliakim. God's word that says to you, you are my child, regardless of what you do, regardless of accomplishments, regardless of a hewn tomb or a great degree. God's word that says, you are loved, and that won't fade away. For over a thousand years, Patton recalls, and he goes on and on, Patton's own career, as you know, didn't die in a glorious end. It was a car accident, after all. Hardly a glorious end to a great general. All glory fades. And surely all of our accomplishments, at the end of the day, don't matter much. It always matters. The only thing that matters is Jesus. God's word that says to you, you are loved, you are forgiven, you are my child and that word of God that stands forever. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Gracious God, your Son, Jesus Christ, has reconciled us to you and bids us to live at peace with one another. Break down every wall that separates us from our fellow man and remove us from all forms of prejudice, that we may recognize and rejoice in the diversity of gifts you have given us, even as we continue to proclaim your mercy and grace for all. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Bless and preserve you. 